the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Hello? Hello? Shh. We're coming to you live. From a from a serial killer's basement where he kills people and stuff. Oh man, it's the stuff that's really bad. Right, <laughs> it's it's live on the Worldview Media Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Yay! That's so dramatic. <sighs> I'm sorry if I scared you with that opening scene. <laughs> You did scare me. <laughs> I was okay. Be sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We're not really in any danger right now. No. Okay. So this is the Worldview Media Podcast. My name is Gordon Runyon, your co-host, uh, and with me are two other co-hosts. <laughs> All right. It's the trifecta. Mama Joyce. <laughs> Hello. And Jordan. Hello. We're here today to talk about the short film by Brian Godawa that is available on YouTube called Cruel Logic. Mm. Uh. And in this eight-minute film, yep. give like or take... Six. Yeah, with end credits and all that. It's yeah. more like six. In this, in this very short film, uh, a an evolutionary biologist, sociologist is kidnapped. He finds himself having been kidnapped, and mm-hmm. he's tied up in a basement, and and there are all these like uh, torture instruments. Sitting around and yeah, and I think they were mostly dental implements. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a video camera set up, and shortly then, as he's looking around in horror and trying to figure out what's going on, the bad guy shows up, and and he says. I listened to your lecture last night at the university where you were talking about how uh, how evolutionary biology, our genes determine what we do and, and how we act. Yeah. And, and so he challenges he challenges the professor basically, I want to know if you really believe this or or can you live in accordance with what you're lecturing and what you're being paid to say and all that. And, and so he challenges them and he says, give me one reason, and it's implied, one reason based on your worldview. Mm-hmm. Give me one reason why I shouldn't kill you. Mm-hmm. And if you can, I'll let you go. And if you can't, then I'm just going to kill you or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> kill you or whatever. <laughs> And so there ensues a little bit of a, well, it's not really an argument. The professor's immediately panicked and, 
and he doesn't really have any good answers. He goes through things like, well, because it's illegal. You shouldn't kill me because it's illegal. And uh, the guy says, I don't plan on getting caught. And so that's not really a detriment, a deterrent to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, says things like, well, murder is wrong. <laughs> and he scolds him, don't be getting all moral on me. You know, in a... In a yeah, it's survival of the fittest. Right, in a materialist, naturalistic worldview, there can't be any right and wrong. There can only be individual preferences. And so they kind of go through all that. And it becomes apparent at the end of the thing that the professor is out of. He's out of, he never had an argument. And he's left to just beg, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. Yeah. And, uh, and it's apparent that well, the guy's not going to uh, let him go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so what did you think about this? How did it impact you the first time you saw it? Or Y'all just watched it hours ago, so. Yeah. How, do you, how did you feel about it? Well, it had kind of a student filmish sort of vibe to me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I feel like it was maybe a little heavy-handed with its uh, theme right towards the end, especially. But, uh, I mean, it was well-made and stuff, and it's a good point, I guess. So, you know, overall, I was it was pretty good, but it, it felt a little, uh, uh, a little, like, hit you in the face with its message. Oh, well, there's no subtlety. Yeah, it's not very subtle. <laughs> but I mean, it's good. I thought it was. It was entertaining. I, I think it stuff. probably wasn't intended to be too subtle. Yeah. Right. I mean, he meant to hit you in the face with that message. Yeah. I mean, I think that's clear, but. Yeah. It is. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, what'd you think? Uh, I thought there were some really good scenes, some really good shots. The, I think it was well thought out the way it was uh, filmed. Uh -huh. uh, the characters were, were pretty good. I thought it was kind of cute when he took the tape off his mouth and you know, it's just pulling off real gentle. <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for him to just rip it off. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. There's no reason to be kind. <laughs> um, and I think it really, it brings, it has good points, you know, if this is really what you believe, if this is really what your foundation is and what you're going to say everything consists of and how it got here, then, then yeah, absolutely. You have, you have no leg to stand on to say you should treat me a certain way because right. why? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the... I kind of thought there were going to be a lot of videos in response, like you'd have somebody responding to it or something, and there really wasn't. I only found one, and it it was really not. It was just mocking and stuff, and kind of, well, probably making fun of the, some of the things you were talking about, kind of heavy-handedness here and yeah. there. And, <clears throat> but that's not an argument against the argument. No, <laughs> no. That's a critique of the film. <laughs> that's a film critique. Yeah. Right, and so in in this two-minute response video or whatever, the only 
the only attempt at an answer. What what's the reason? The guy just said one word: empathy. That's the reason. And uh, where does that come from? <laughs> right. If I was a serial killer, I'd have said, "No, I asked for a reason, not a feeling." <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and and, uh, and the whole premise is that. <clears throat> The only <clears throat> the only reason you have or don't have empathy is because of your genetics, right? And so yeah, if he's really a psychopath, then like right, empathy or non-empathy not gonna stop him. is no more big a deal than like eye color or well, and we use um, our genes, our genetic makeup to excuse all sorts of behavior. Right. You know, I can be a homosexual because it's genetic. Right. And I shouldn't be judged for that. So if I'm a sociopath because of my genetic makeup, then, you know, you should just let me be. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And that argument didn't even get broached. Hey, I was made this way. Yeah. I self-identify as a sociopath. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. And uh, so I, I really kind of liked the movie. I thought it was good. I think it would be good to direct people to it and yeah. atheists that you feel like probably haven't given much thought to their atheism or something like that. And then I feel like it would probably be pretty good in terms of starting a conversation and, and all that. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably close to its intended use anyhow. You I know. would bet. I would bet that's true. So the $64,000 question then is, What's your answer? You're the one tied up in the chair. What's your good reason? Well, I wouldn't have given that lecture. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wouldn't have been in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go. There you go. Well, I think, though, uh, let's do away with the lecture part. <laughs> Different story. You're just tied up in a chair. <laughs> And the serial killer says he'll let you go if you give him a, a logical, well-reasoned answer for why he shouldn't kill you, given the fact that he's an atheist and all this. Uh, then what's your answer? What do you think? I know I'm just hitting you on the spot with this. Uh, well, I think you have to go back to the you know, man's made in the image of God, and so because of that there's a, a higher value on humans than there are just animals, other created beings, and that God has said it's wrong to kill. Yeah. And so he's said, don't do that, and so we need to try to obey those laws. Yeah, I think thou shalt not kill is really a pretty basic answer there. But I think, <clears throat> as I was thinking about it, I think you'd have to lead out with law and gospel. You'd have to say, well, the reason you shouldn't kill me is because God says thou shalt not kill. And the truth of the matter is that if you do kill me, I'm not upset about that. I, I know where I'm going and my destiny is has been fixed through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on my behalf. You, on the other hand, you've got all these neat torture instruments and stuff like that. and you claim to you seem to like you've probably done this before and, <laughs> and and maybe you could keep me alive and torture me for days but at some point my suffering will end and then I will be with Christ and I won't suffer anymore but you on the other hand if you do that 
your suffering is just beginning. It hasn't begun yet, but it will begin. And once it begins, it will never end. And that's why you should repent and turn to Christ and, and find forgiveness for your sins. I think that would be the way to go, is to lead out with law and gospel. Mm. Right? Or you could go total presuppositionalist and say, Dude, you already know it's wrong to kill me. <laughs> You're just suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. Mm. Well, that's true as well. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. All right. Anything else to say about this movie before we take our little break? When we come back, we're going to talk about one of my ladies' favorite reality TV shows. Oh, no. Do we watch reality TV? <laughs> no. Here's a, Man, between all the cooking stuff. And, oh. Do, are those reality those are like, TV shows? Uh, informational programming <laughs> oh you're you're being educated yeah you're learning yes you're redeeming the time really <laughs> i'm learning what to do with a basket of food <laughs> <laughs> all right here's our break the reconstructionist radio podcast network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. And we're back, huh. filming the second half of, of our uh, TV show here. <laughs> TV <laughs> show? <laughs> yeah, podcast, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> filming the second half from... <laughs> <laughs> filming. <laughs> on Demolition Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In, uh, somewhere in southwest Texas. Where Chip and Joanna Gaines from the TV show Fixer Upper yeah. are in the middle of demolishing and rebuilding a home. Uh. Now, it's just true. Y'all really love Chip and Joanna Gaines. Okay. Right? Yeah, they're pretty good. My guess is that you would watch Chip and Joanna Gaines if their show was about cooking. Well, sure. Or if it was about sewing. Oh, well, that's or kind of dull. fitting people in wedding dresses. Well, all right, sure. That would be That would be something. <laughs> I'd like to see Chip in a bridal store. <laughs> okay, so in Fixer Upper, the two hosts are Chip and Joanna Gaines, who live in Texas with their four kids, I believe. Oh. 
And a million and, farm animals. And a whole bunch of farm animals, and they're small business owners, and their thing is, are they real estate agents as well? Uh, I think Chip kind of is. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you exactly. Well, they they're showing homes, homes yeah. and, and so what happens is they find these couples that are looking for a home, and they, they get one that needs a lot of work, and then they do all the work and have a big reveal at the end where they show them their new home. Yeah. And there are some things that are kind of unique about the way they go about their business. If you wanted to say what was different about this particular remodeling show, what would you point to? Uh, Is it just their personalities? or? I think that has a lot to do with it. Their whole relationship is kind of probably not like relationships that you normally see on TV, even on these kinds of shows and stuff. Now, Chip and Joanna Gaines are at least... Uh, they're at least confessing Christians. You know, I don't know yeah. anything about, you know, fellowship or what church they're members of or anything like that. I, I don't know. And uh, But I know they're confessing Christians. And I hear in other articles and stuff that they've found themselves having to walk kind of a fine line being public Christians and not wanting to answer questions about gay this or trans that or whatever and and uh, you know there is a segment of the society that just kind of goes head hunting when they know there's a Christian yeah. Uh, yeah. and so they've managed to avoid a lot of that controversy somehow but I don't think it was through compromise I think they just said we're not going to talk about that and that's not what our show is about or Whatever. Right. My point is, I think before I knew that they were Christians, I suspected that they were from just from just from looking at how they went about their business and and the prominence they place on their family. Yeah. It seems to be a really big deal for mm-hmm. them. Generally, correct me if I'm wrong, you've seen a lot more episodes than I have, but pretty much every episode begins with some kind of family time with them and a lot of the time it's instructing the kids on how to take care of animals and yeah that happens a lot or to do some job around the farm or something like that yeah that's true that happens often and then the kids kind of get involved later in some way or something like that sometimes they'll help joanna decorate or something right yeah they always go over at the end and have a food with her or do something, yeah. you know, a snack, a treat, yeah. a meal, Especially if she's going to be there late decorating, she'll have them come over and they'll have pizza or something just so that she has some time with them before she has to spend all night at this house. Great. Now, I did think that the that the way they do things, there is some, there is some worldview content in just what they do and how they approach their, their business. Like others have pointed out, they really, their main job where they take this cruddy old house and and deconstruct it and then reconstruct it, you know, that's reconstruction going on there. <laughs> and so every, every, every episode is kind of, par- kind of a parable of reconstruction. That's literally what they're doing. Yeah. But I have appreciated 
the attitude that they seem to have in terms of entrepreneurship. Hmm. And especially, it seems to me that Joanna, Joanna, is that her name? Yeah. We call her Joe. Joe. I've especially appreciated that she seems to be a real kind of feisty go-getter. Yeah, that's true. And if she has a dream about starting this business or that business, she doesn't really, it doesn't seem to me that she spends a whole lot of time fussing about it or something. She just talks chip into it and boom they go and, yeah. and they they, they kind of tackle it mm-hmm. and we've seen her over the seasons kind of start what two or three side businesses or something and including yeah. like a bakery and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's a really valuable attitude and i wish it was more prevalent among just average everyday Christians kind of the entrepreneurial thing you know where you're going to try to take whatever your talent is or your interest is and you're going to do your best to just just go for it just go out and get that done not a lot of people have that kind of courage to kind of leave safety behind and strike out and Mm -hmm. do that so I like I like seeing that I don't know does that strike any of you well, I think I've heard that she's always wanted to kind of be doing what she's doing now yeah. and has had these uh, dreams, these types, the, the, these goals, and really had to put that aside for a time because of her kids and the family and just doing some other things that need to be taken care of as a priority yeah. and wasn't sure what the future would hold if she'd be able to do those things or not, and then... You know, in its proper time, she is doing the things that she's always dreamed about doing. Yeah, but yeah. was definitely willing to lay it down and put it aside when it okay. when she had to do that. Right. So it's not just like she said, you know, woke up one day and said, okay, I'm going to talk Chip into this and we're going to go and start and just do, you know, this has been something that's always been there, maybe bubbling and simmering and coming together and... I think they flipped houses for themselves to live in and sold them and, you know, built things. It wasn't just, I woke up one morning, we went out and, (laughs) you know, we did all these things. It's been a gradual process, but it's been an an endeavor that's been blessed, so. Yeah, the other thing that, the other thing that I really admire about them is they seem to have this genuine sense in each project that they've got the customers really on their minds. You yeah. Know, it, it seems very genuine to me that they want to serve these people. Right. And so, you know, they kind of go the extra mile to incorporate these, the customers' personalities into what they're doing, and they're not ham-fisted with their renovations in terms of, well, this is how we renovate, this is what we do, or they're kind of incorporating what they think their customer is going to enjoy or want. And, yeah. And it just seems to me that they, they both kind of have a real uh, servanthood kind of attitude about just how they approach everything they do. Yeah, so. yeah, I think that's right. I think that's true. And so that's another big deal, Christian reconstruction-wise, the idea that true greatness in the kingdom comes from serving and when you combine that with an entrepreneurial spirit, combine servanthood with entrepreneurship, 
man, you've got a formula for dynamite and really taking over <laughs> the culture, you know. Yeah. As God prospers your business and allows you to then be a blessing to the people around you and, and uh, you know, the prospering economy floats all boats and stuff like that. And so I, I just think, there, you know, as Reconstructionists, we're generally really good about writing books and reading books and talking about what we just read in the books and, and, uh, and using big words yeah and, <laughs> and that's all great that's fine and but, but we're always in need of more and more people read a few of those books but then go out and and do the stuff you know and so i'm i'm really i've always tried to encourage our daughters to find that thing that where you are gifted and find that that area of the kingdom that God is sending you into and don't be afraid and just go and and do those things and uh, I just think we'd be better off as a church if if we could kind of borrow some of that chip and Joanna Gaines <laughs> <laughs> uh, they seem very carefree about some of these things and uh, they don't seem terribly stressed out about very much, which I think is also a byproduct of their faith. Yeah. And because uh, some of these other like renovation shows, people are freaking out and and yeah, you know the big stressed. problem comes and it's <laughs> right. the end of the world. And, <laughs> right. and you just never see these two react like that. And uh, yeah, that's right. And I think Chip's personality. <laughs> If 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 he wasn't actually good at his job, then he would just be a buffoon. You know, he would just he would uh, just be a clown. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's the fact that he knows what he's doing and does it well that then allows him to get away with kind of clowning around and yeah and not taking anything very seriously. It's yeah. the fact that when it's time to do his job, he does it and and does it well. Which are all, I think, just fantastic Christian lessons and stuff. And right. I've always been, you know, I enjoy humor and, and laughter, and, and I think it's good medicine. And, <laughs> and, and so I appreciate the fact that here's a guy kind of walking in that and combining with that some, you know, Protestant work ethic and stuff like that. Right. And not having to be stuffy he can still be having a lot of fun yeah yeah well and that, that's the genuineness of them they're not pretending to be somebody else they're being themselves right right well and it's a byproduct of doing that thing for a living that you love doing anyway yeah I hear there are people who yeah, get to that's do what that I hear. And, uh, <laughs> That must be nice. I don't know any of those people. <laughs> I know a couple. <laughs> That's good for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy for them. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else on Fixer Upper? Any kind of lessons that you learned from it, or did we talk about them all? I, one of my favorite things, and it's not a huge thing, but... He, Chip is so ridiculous, like you're talking about. And on any other show, if if there was a couple and the guy did the sort of antics that Chip gets up to, 
10 out of 10 times, <laughs> the, the wife would be getting annoyed with him all the time, you right. know, and, and all of this stuff. And Joanna almost never is. She really thinks it's cute that he does all this <laughs> stuff. Like, he'll do these things. Except for the bug. That are, <laughs> yeah, well, that are like that crazy things that would really, like, annoy any other, in, like, any other couple that you'd see on TV if the right. person had done that. <laughs> but she just, it's just, they're so compatible and, like, you can tell that they're just, they're just right in the right place for each other and stuff right. and, and they get one another and yeah. that's that's just sweet for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I think fun. that's nice to see. Since you never see anything like that at home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least you found a good model in marriage somewhere. <laughs> it's nice. It's just nice to see on TV. It's just you don't nice. Yeah, those type of things oh, yeah. portrayed. I'm so, joking. Yeah. That, that is nice. It is. Well, good you know, when I was just thinking of another family that we watch is the Roloff families, and the relationship between the two parents in that show, and it's completely <laughs> different from the Gaines. And actually, they have divorced and still struggle in in working with each other well and you know that just completely different yeah it's nice to see a family that's really yeah a family that's a, a man yeah. and a woman in a good relationship <laughs> they're married they have children they're committed to their to their kids and to each other and it's not some other weirdness going on <laughs> right, right. all right anything else or have we about so are you telling me finished? you want to reconstruct things around the house is that what I'm I oh could, no I could, <laughs> I could do the demolition part no you gotta remember the reconstructing that was the important yeah, but thing deconstruction of it. has to come first <laughs> <laughs> and then who needs to reconstruct <laughs> it's that minimalist I've they? reconstructed plenty around here <laughs> oh boy <laughs> And once again, we've gone off track. <laughs> we have, Jordan. Well, those, those two. Uh, oh, boy. This is just the voice of the podcast. <laughs> the voice of the people, huh? Once again, we've been uh, derailed. Poor Tanito. <laughs> so, on that note, I think we're done. <laughs> well, all right, then. To deconstructing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> all right. Go out there and dominionize in all areas of life. Amen. Amen. Bye. <laughs> See y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks. <laughs>